and welcome to the Dorky Diva Show. I'm your host, Savannah. And I'm your host, Brian. And we're so glad you're joining us today for a discussion of Solo, a Star Wars story. But first, we have a lot of business to talk about. Um, and Brian, how are you? Because we have not caught up in quite a while. I'm doing very well. Oh. I survived uh, the, the one week of winter that Florida gets, oh, just my. barely. What was the lowest cold. temperature you got to? 34. Ooh, wow, that's really low for Florida. That's that's what I said. Wow. I was like, I moved down here to get away from that mess. You probably had and to, like, then... pull out a hoodie for that one. Oh, man. So, so many hoodies. Ooh. That's false. It was, it was one hoodie, but right. it was cold. How was your new year? New year's going well. I, uh, I'm not allowed to talk a whole lot of details, but uh, I filmed a, a pretty... Pretty intense short film last weekend. It might uh, have something to do with the uh, galaxy we may be talking about today. I mean, it might. It might. <laughs> it might not. I can neither confirm nor deny any involvement in said galaxy. Uh-huh. But I will say it's coming out May 4th. That's so, exciting. So uh, an interesting date was chosen. Mm. But you're going to love it. I think anyone who listens to this is really going to like it. If uh, if our listeners are following us on Twitter at Dorky Diva Show, they can maybe see a sneak peek uh, behind the scenes photo you posted from set, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You guys maybe. might want to go check that out. Um, we have a lot of things going on this year as far as the Dorky Diva Show goes because we have been very like stoked up and inspired by. A lot of other Star Wars podcasters in the community lately. So, Sky Talkers. <coughs> <coughs> Sky Talkers, yes. <laughs> you guys are amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, we owe everything to Sky Talkers right now because they are just great. Um, and the we best. talked about them the last time we recorded, but honestly, their show just really motivated me to like get more involved in the podcasting community, which was something that I was not interested in for. Um, like the last year and a half probably since I've had this show. It was just kind of like a thing that I did, but I wasn't really invested in. And now I'm like, you know what? I'm invested. This needs to be way cooler than it is. It's been tough, guys. It's been tough. I know. Brian has been like fighting an uphill battle with me because he like (laughs) wants to do everything. And I'm just like, Brian, I don't have time, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like making excuses, of course. But um, now I'm like making an open effort every single week to like work on something related to the podcast. So um, rather than just sitting down with zero preparation, this is like the first time I've actually prepared for a show um, in a long time. time. So we're very excited. Shout out to Google Docs. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Brian used Google Docs for the first time today and I can't believe he didn't know what that was. Like, can everybody just say, what? It blew my mind. I She's started... typing stuff that, I, that I'm seeing her type. It's the future, guys. It it's is the future. the future, but it's been the future for like the last five years or more. Oh. This has been around for a while, Brian. Hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> glad, to be, glad to be a part of it. Uh. I'm glad you are a part of it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> so basically with, with the new year, we have committed to doing – at least one show every single month for the Dorky Diva show, um, which is something that has been very sporadic lately. Um, I have not been consistent with podcasting at all. 
Um, that is not Brian's fault at all. It's been completely me. Um, but this year we have a really cool lineup of topics to discuss and a lot of guests in mind that we want to have on the show. So we're going to be recording every single month. We will probably be doing some bonus episodes here and there. Um, like I mentioned earlier, we now have our own Twitter handle. So rather than following us individually and getting updates on us individually, you can follow at Dorky Diva Show on Twitter and get all the updates on the podcast, on us, on all of the Star Wars projects that we work on individually, um, Brian's podcast, Pod of Interest. You can find that. Um, that's his Twitter handle, his actual um, yes. title of his podcast is The Interesting Podcast, but you can find mm -hmm. it at Pot of Interest. So, like, we are just getting stoked up. And then one of my personal goals for the new year was to read more books. And I wrote about this recently on my blog, but as embarrassing as it is to say, I'm just going to be super honest, I am terrible at reading. Like, I am I'm the kind of person that doesn't enjoy reading. I can't stand it. I've never been good at it. But now I'm like, you know what, I need to make an effort to work on this because reading is really important. So um, to kind of keep me accountable, Brian and I will be discussing a Star Wars book every time we uh, record an episode. So um, obviously there'll be Star Wars books because that's what we're interested in and that will help me stay motivated to read because I'm interested in Star Wars. Um, and later today, we're going to be talking about a book that we've both read. We haven't finished yet, but we're going to talk about the parts that we have read. So that's yes. exciting. And we're also doing giveaways. Um, we have a giveaway going on right now as we record this on Twitter. And all you have to do is leave us a review on iTunes and a rating, and you're automatically entered to win. So um, that expires this Friday the 19th so if you're listening to this before friday the 19th um you know we'd be totally into you giving us an itunes review so that you know we can potentially give you an awesome dorky diva show tote bag um totes, totes amazing <laughs> we went there i saw that tweet brian i liked it i thought that was a good pun thank you thank you i've had some <laughs> i've had some bad ones and that one i felt kind of bad about but, but uh, nope, <laughs> this giveaway really is didn't. totes, totes the coolest. Yeah. So, uh, and other than that, you know, we've got a lot of stuff going on, and I also ordered some new swag. So lots of new Dorky Diva Show stickers, as well as a sticker with Brian's favorite quote on it, which I will let yes. him share. Yes. Uh, the Dorky Diva would like to say that we are totally against the idea of a gray Jedi, and that they are, in fact, garbage. Garbage. And now you can have that on a very fashionable sticker. For all of your I devices. Think. Yeah, for all of your devices. Yeah. I just woke up, so the pitch isn't that great. But it's it's good. Melissa Thomas did an amazing oh, job. Love her. Follow her at Melty Arts. I think Arts is with a Z. Z. Yeah. Because she's cool. She's cool like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we have a lot of exciting things going on this year. We're both like really, really, really pumped up to do the show and, and to make it even better than it has been before. So we hope you guys like the changes and we hope you guys um, continue to enjoy the show. Um, but I think we need to dive into what we're talking about today, Brian. <sighs> All right, let's do it. <laughs> so before I get into this, I just I do want to share um, – we were initially planning on talking about The Last Jedi this month because Brian is 
internally combusting because we need to <laughs> talk about it more. Um, yes. But I haven't seen it again. I haven't seen it more than once, and I don't plan on seeing it again for a little while. Um, I need to like really let let it settle and then go see it again. Um, and then we realized that the Rebels. Um, second part of the season four finale premieres on February 24th. And I was like, ooh, if we do our February show at the very end of February about Rebels, that's like a long time that you guys have to wait for a new episode. So this month we are talking about the Solo movie. Next month we will be talking about The Last Jedi in detail. Like it will be a long show. And then in early March we'll be talking about Rebels. Um, probably several times we'll be talking about Rebels in March because I think a lot of stuff is going to unfold in this um, in this season that we will want to talk about like immediately. So mm-hmm. you guys can look forward to that. But like I said, today we're talking about Solo. Um, and before we get into the actual discussion, I wanted to introduce our very exciting guest we have today. Uh, my good friend Lindsay is here joining us. She is the writer from thetrolleygirl.wordpress.com. You can find her at the Trolley Girl on Instagram. And Lindsay and I have bonded for years over our love of Han Solo. So welcome, Lindsay, to the show. We're so happy to have you. Hi, I'm so excited. Wee. We're excited to have you. Um, yeah. And this is going to be a very fun discussion because, like I said, Lindsay and I love Han Solo, which means we're love. stoked for this movie. <laughs> hey, 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 but, I love Han Solo. <laughs> but, but someone is not so stoked about this movie, right? Yeah, that's, that's true. That is true. But, okay, but we're okay, going to yes. get into it. We're going to get into <laughs> it. So, um... If you guys didn't know, there's this movie coming out on May 25th uh, called Solo, A Star Wars Story. It is now being directed by Ron Howard, and it's a standalone movie just about Han Solo and his gang, a.k.a. Lando, Um, (laughs) a.k.a. the best character ever. Um, (laughs) So we're like all super excited about this. Um, even though Brian is pretending like it's not. (laughs) (laughs) Throw Um, me under the bus. (laughs) (laughs) But it's interesting because um, a lot of Star Wars fans are a little apprehensive about this movie because of some of the issues Lucasfilm has had to deal with in the filming process. Um, They fired the first two directors, Lord and Miller, and mm-hmm. hired Ron Howard. Um, we've heard some rumblings about difficulty with um, Alden Ehrenreich, who plays Han Solo, maybe with his acting skills. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know how much of this is true and how much it's not true as far as his acting goes. I hope it's not true. Um, but either way, they had to reshoot this movie like three times now, I think. Um, which is, you know, reshoots are normal. That's a, that's a very common thing with movies, as we saw with Rogue One. And mm-hmm. that's not something we should be nervous about, but they have reshot uh, quite a bit of this movie. Um, mm-hmm. So to dig into this, we asked some of our fans on Twitter to send us questions, and we're going to answer them. Sweet. So, Lindsay, I'm going to send this first question to you. Um, I'm going to read it out loud. It's from our friend Jonah Marie, and she said, I know this isn't exactly related to the movie, but I'm not the biggest Han Solo fan out there. In fact, he's my least favorite character. 
What is it about the character you both like? Um, maybe that will help me see him in a different light. So, Lindsay, this is a like a loaded question because <laughs> you love him so much and obviously I love him so much. But um, how do you feel about Han Solo and why do you love him so much? I mean, there's like a million superficial reasons why I love Han Solo. I mean, I love Harrison Ford as an actor, so obviously I was going to be a bit biased. But um, there's... So much. There's so many. Like I said, there's so many like superficial surface things about him that I love. He's funny. His face. <laughs> his face. <laughs> uh, you know his swagger. He's obnoxious. You know all that kind of thing. But Han Solo actually represents a lot of our world. He. I feel like when I hit like tween years, so between like ten and twelve, I went from being told. You know, you the world is your oyster. You know, you can take on anything to the world is a bad place and there's nothing we can do about it. And I feel like that was Han in the beginning. And he kind of takes that in his stride once he meets Luke and Leia and all of them. And he, you know, he kind of takes it upon himself that I can change the world and I can make a difference. And this can be. This is something that I can do. And as someone who's like really determined to like, you know, make a difference and whatever, um, I think that Han is a really good example of, you know, going from this negative, the world is a terrible place and we can't do anything about it to, yes, there is something we can do about it. And he realizes that his own even minimal contribution, if you want to consider it minimal, um, you know, completely set the rebellion in a different direction. Yeah. Well, I love Han Solo because he is really essential to the Star Wars story. Like, you cannot have Star Wars without Han Solo. And I love that he is such an unexpected hero because, you know, like you said in the beginning, he doesn't believe in any force powers. He doesn't, you know, believe in anything special in the universe. And he doesn't have any special powers. He's just a normal person. He probably fought against tremendous odds. Um, I'm sure he had a really rough childhood. Obviously, he's been on his own for a while. Um, and he rose up and become a, he became a hero. And I love his arc because, like I said in the beginning, when he started you know, saying that he didn't believe in anything, he didn't care about anyone but himself or his money, Um, he turned around and decided to make a choice to help Luke, not once but twice, with Mm -hmm. the destruction of the Death Star, saved the day, and then in Empire Strikes Back, he fought everyone to go out and save Luke on Hoth. Nobody wanted him to go out there, and he was like, my friend is going to die, you know? And yep. he went and saved Luke. And without all of those moves, Luke would have died, first of all, with the whole Death Star situation. And if, yeah. you know, yep. even if that hadn't, ha- if that hadn't, ha- hadn't happened, um, Luke would have died on Hoth. So literally the journey of one of the most beloved, you know, characters in Star Wars, which is Luke Skywalker, that story wouldn't have been possible without Han Solo. And I think it's amazing that he went full circle and started caring about people and fell in love with Princess Leia and, you know, ended up believing in the Force and telling that Ray and Finn that everything they heard was true. Like, I just think that's so amazing and that's why I love him because, like you said, Lindsay, there's so many, you know, reasons to love him, like, on the surface. Um, 
But when it comes down to it, he still has a wonderful story and he's just not a character that you love because he is beautiful. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, Brian, why do you like Han Solo? I like Han Solo also for a multitude of reasons, but I really like that he's imperfect. I like uh, the the way that they choose to show humor through him. Like, I mean, in episode six, you know, he like taps on the scout trooper's shoulder and then runs away. That's my you favorite know? part. <laughs> like, like stuff like that. He's like, oh, I don't know. I mean, I, I just fly casual. You know, like he's very, <laughs> he has no idea what he's doing, like at any time and just sort of rolls with it. And uh, I really, really like that about him. You're like, things, his plans are never going to go according to plan. Yeah. And he's just able to improvise and like, oh, run, you know, runs down the hallway screaming at stormtroopers and then comes across a hundred of them and screams running the opposite direction. I just, I really like, <laughs> yeah. I love that idea that Han is like always on his feet, you know, very, very good at improvisation and just, I don't know. He's really funny, but also effective. You know, like yeah. he knows his place in the galaxy and like is just two steps ahead of the trouble that would get him. Yeah. And uh, I like that. I like that a lot. I agree. I love that we're all Han Solo lovers here. And yes. hopefully that insight will sway Jonah Marie because it makes me sad that she's not a Han Solo fan because I think he's great. Sure. Um, so we have a ton to talk about with this movie. And you guys are probably just like, why? Because we don't even have a teaser for the movie yet. <laughs> oh <laughs> we don't gosh. have a teaser. We don't have a trailer. We don't have a real poster. We just have a poster that says Solo, a Star Wars story on a black background. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, surprisingly enough, I feel like there's so much to talk about in this movie. Sure. Um, so I feel like we need to start with the directors because that was a big announcement when Lucasfilm decided to share that Lord and Miller were no longer going to be directing the film. Um, they had creative differences and then they ended up hiring Ron Howard. Um, I am personally a huge fan of Ron Howard. Um, mm -hmm. I love his movie uh, Cinderella Man. That's like one of my favorite movies ever made, oh, probably yes. in my top five favorite movies. Um, mm -hmm. and I really didn't know much about Lord and Miller other than seeing the Lego movie. Um, Same. <laughs> so whenever they were hired, I didn't really understand the direction, but then after that happened and Ron Howard was announced, I was really excited because I love his work. And I think that as he grew up and was a child actor and then, you know, ended up being an actor as he was an, an adult as well, I feel like he knows how to direct people which is something that I don't believe George Lucas really knew how to do flawlessly. Um, <laughs> and I think that's one benefit to this movie now is that Ron Howard is really going to be able to direct these actors to give him a performance that he wants to see and that Star Wars fans want to see. Um, but how do you guys feel about this director choice? Like, Do you guys approve of it or no? Ladies uh, first. Okay. I, um, personally, I agree with you, Savannah, that I adore Ron Howard. Um, I grew up watching the Grinch, like the 2000, ver the 2000 version, like my oldest memories are of that movie. And just, I feel like I was really nervous. So the last Jedi was a bit too funny for me. And so I was kind of nervous about having um, Lord and Miller to begin with because, uh, like I said, 
that was said earlier, the only thing I've seen of theirs was the Lego movie. But I know they're like 21 Jump Street and all those kind of humors that are a bit more slapstick and a bit more, um, you know, not really layered humor. And so Ron Howard, I know for a fact, has, you know, really good is really good at like a bit more layered humor because it's going to be a funny movie. I'm actually going and expecting a little bit of humor because it's Han Solo. Mm-hmm. And but and I know, you know, there's Apollo 13 and um, I'm kind of drawing a blank as to the rest of his right now. But, you know, he's done so many good things that I am just I forgot he I did was, Apollo 13. Holy crap. Yeah, that's a wonderful I love movie. that movie. So I'm. I oh, mean, yeah. Um, yes. So, I mean, I am personally I was actually relieved when it happened that, you know, this was who took over. Me, too. All right, Brian, what are your thoughts? Same, same. Oh, I love I love Ron Howard. I think he's amazing. Um, he almost directed one of the prequels. Yeah. Because he was like a protege of uh, George Lucas. And I'm a diehard Lucas fan. But I was even more excited when Lord Miller got fired. <laughs> and that was because it showed to me that Kathleen Kennedy is not playing around with Star Wars. I love Kathleen Kennedy. Oh, and Lindsay and I like, are obsessed with Kathleen Kennedy. So good. We you should be. And the the my thing is, and this is another issue I have with everything involving this is I don't want to see somebody's interpretation of what they think Star Wars is. Yeah. I want to I want to see Star Wars, and I feel like I mean I, there were rumors going around that Lord and Miller were like encouraging improv, Ooh. and uh, I was like that's a hard pass on that one. Yeah, no, uh, thank you. This is this is Star Wars. We don't need like self-referential humor. Um, exactly. So when when they brought Ron Howard in, I was zero excited for it before, and Ron Howard is like, okay, I want to see this movie. Yeah. Uh, I'm 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 in for it now. Like I'm actually looking forward to it. Uh, hesitantly, mm. but I love Ron Howard. I think I think having Ron Howard will give us the best possible movie. Does the choice of Ron Howard make you less hesitant? Uh, no. Ooh, Brian. We'll, we'll, I, I see questions. We'll get to the We'll the get full to the reason. questions. Okay. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. So let's move on to cast because this movie has a really interesting um, choice of people for our beloved characters. Uh, we have Alden Ehrenreich, who is going to play Han Solo. Donald Glover, who is going to play Lando Calrissian, yeah, yes, and Amelia Clark, who we all know and love from Game of Thrones, and she's playing a new character uh, called Kira. We mm-hmm. also have Woody Harrelson as Tobias Beckett, and a few other people. I'm not going to get through everyone, but I feel like those are are like kind of the main four right now to discuss. Um, sure. And I just have to start by saying. OMG, Donald Glover. <laughs> I am so excited because I was never, I'm going to be honest, and somebody asked me this the other day. They were like, were you a Donald Glover fan before, um, you know, the casting choice? And I said, honestly, no. I discovered him when fans started saying, you should cast this guy as Lando. And I was like, who is this? And then I um, started like researching him and listening to his music, which I love. And looking into all the projects he's worked on and he is like a director, an actor, a singer, a rapper, a songwriter, like he does everything. Um, and so when they cast him for this role, I was really excited because I think he has that like 
he has that Lando swagger already, and I'm I think he looks like him too. Like he he has a mm-hmm. Lando look, which I think is awesome. Um, so I'm really excited about that casting choice. Um, I've never seen Alden Ehrenreich act in anything. I'm really hoping to see Hail Caesar soon, just to kind of see like what mm. he is like. Um, but mm. and I, I'll get to you, Brian. I'll get to you. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> I. I kind of felt better about Alden after I saw him uh, in an interview at Celebration London because I felt like he had a very charming personality that reminded me of Han Solo. Um, So while I don't know how he's going to be acting-wise, I think he had some charm, which obviously Han Solo has. And Amelia Clark, I recently got into Game of Thrones last year, binged all seven seasons. I think she's wonderful. And I'm excited to see, you know, what her character is going to be like in this movie. But since Brian has been making noises this whole time, um, we will move on to him. (laughs) There was there was tiny noises, tiny. (laughs) They were there. Okay, here we go. This is actually the the entirety of why I'm not excited for this movie. I I love Donald Glover. I think he is one of the most talented people in the industry. In, in every regard, I think he's amazing. Yeah. Um, I have faith in him to be Lando, which is which is a big deal for me to say. Um, because I remember when he got cast, he was talking about it in an interview where uh, as soon as he got cast, his mom like called him and was like, don't you mess this up. Because <laughs> his mom loves Billy D. And I was like, okay, cool. You don't want to let your mom down. You're going to give me Lando. Um, Alden, I'm not into like at all, he doesn't have the 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 quality. Whatever it was that Harrison Ford had that he brought to Han Solo, I don't see it in Alden. I've seen Hail Caesar. It's not great. It's not Ooh. great. I mean, he does a good job in it, but it's because he's in a scene with Ray Fiennes, and Ray Fiennes is amazing. I've seen Beautiful Creatures. I didn't think Alden was very good. Um, I really, really hope Han Solo doesn't have a southern draw. It's like no. a big thing Ew. because. Alden Ehrenreich in like every movie he's done, he has a southern draw. So I'm like, oh, oh please don't. Um, so I'm not into that. Alden's like my biggest thing why I'm not excited for it because he's so he's on solo. Yeah. Um, Amelia Clark is amazing in Game of Thrones because I saw her in the new Terminator Genesis and she was not good. But was that movie know. good? The movie was bad. Okay. And her performance was also bad. I but feel like. You never know, depending on characters. I didn't see me before you, so I, I don't have a whole lot of context as far as range. Oh, I didn't realize she was the actress in that. Oh, interesting. Yes. I'll have to see so, that um, Woody Harrelson is an incredible actor, but I'm afraid he's too famous for Star Wars. Yeah. You know, and there's I, that, like, it's going to be he, weird he might to see take, him. I don't want him to take us out of it. You're like, oh, that's Woody Harrelson. Because I was nervous about that with Benicio Del Toro. Right. But his role was like so minimal. Where I'm like, okay, yeah, I got it. And it was so weird. Um, I have a feeling that Woody's character will be sort of like that. I don't. It would be cool. I don't. I have a feeling he might be like. He might be like Han's teacher. You know what I mean? Like his mentor that got him into smuggling, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I'm just. I'm just assuming. But the cast is the whole reason why I'm not excited. Uh, but we're all excited about Donald Glover, right? We're very excited about Donald Glover. Yes. Let's just make this a Lando standalone movie. I'm into Literally. it. Awesome. I am into it. 
okay. think he's gonna do I think he's gonna do amazing because I think he knows. But it's like I said way back when, like my biggest fear is when actors take on roles, specifically ones that have been done before, what they like to do is put their mark on it. You know what I mean? They're like, I can't just copy the previous. I got to sort of make it my own. And I, I don't want that. I want Han Solo. Yeah. I don't want to be like, oh, this is who Alden thinks Solo is. You know, it's like, yeah. I want to watch this movie and I want to watch episode four and not realize they're different actors. Be like, oh, it's the exact same character. I think you the fact I mean? that we saw both Donald and Alden having a meal of some sort with both Harrison and Billy D separately. Sure. Like, sure. I, I think that hopefully helped their performance because i mean hopefully like uh, brian uh! i know i love han solo <laughs> so much that's the thing like if i didn't really care about these characters i'd be like hey whatever on. i love han and lando lando a lot yeah. like a lot a lot um han solo as well so i'm like just don't play with my toys and then do something wrong you know what i mean yeah i'm just very i'm nervous i'm gonna see it obviously you you're know? gonna see it we have to of talk course. about it we have to, you know, but I'm just, that's what it's about. The casting is 100% my concern because everything that's going to be in it, I'm really excited to see. Okay. But, yeah, that's understandable. We'll yes. Okay. I respect that. Um, yeah. <laughs> Lindsay, <laughs> Lindsay, what do you feel about the casting choices? Um, before I really get into the specific actor, I'm going to build off of Brian with the um, interpretation thing. Um, I'm a big reader. And so, um, most of the times when a, you know, especially YA and whatever, when um, a movie comes out that's based off the book, I have read the book when I go to see it. And I can't tell you how many times I sit there and like the protagonist is they're like, they're doing the same things that are in the book, but in, but the actor took it upon themselves to make it their own character. And that's not what I came to see. And so I do agree with Brian that I am, I think the most nervous about Alden um, taking it into a, like interpreting and spinning it to his own thing and I see that because um Alden was in the Beautiful Creatures movie and I did not like the Beautiful Creatures book I didn't like the movie but I still like his character in the movie he made so different like his character is one of the only ones I liked in the book and I didn't like him in the movie so I am just knowing that from actual experience that he has done that before, I am really nervous about him. But I do, but I also agree with you, Savannah, that I did see that interview from Celebration and he did have a vibe to him. He did have a Han Solo kind of swagger, kind of like, you know, not necessarily arrogance, but something that just, I was like, okay, I could see you as Han. And so um, I'm really going in and keeping an open mind about it. And just reminding myself that it isn't Harrison, mm -hmm. which is something that scares me. It's hard to I'm do also, that. It it's is. really hard. You know, I could, I, I, was, I didn't think I could ever deal with this until it became a real thing. But like, even because like now, right now, if they ever said, okay, we're doing Indiana Jones, but it's not Harrison, you know, then yeah, I no. would probably just like seize up. Yeah. You know? No. <laughs> I think so. I think I'm just gonna go in and keep an open mind about him, but I am kind of cautious mm -hmm. because, like I said, there was the whole thing with beautiful creatures that he made it the only character that I liked a character that I didn't. So Ew, that makes see. I haven't seen those movies he's been in, so I 
I'm totally blind to these things you guys are saying, which is probably good <laughs> for me because I don't want to be nervous about this movie. I yes. think I would die Probably. from yeah. a heart attack. It was, Mrs. Bliss. <laughs> and like I said, I was, I, and I'm keeping an open mind about that because, like I said, I didn't like that book to begin with. So it wasn't like a, oh my gosh, he ruined the best thing in my life. It was just, <laughs> there was this one character that I was pretty okay with that he kind of made me not okay with. So yeah. that's what I'm just worried about his choices with Han. Yeah. Um, Donald Glover, oh. I adore that man. Um, I was so excited when he was um, announced. I had only listened to some of his songs, and I hadn't like really seen him act before. So, and I really only knew vaguely of him, but I still, but I knew the name and I knew his face and whatever. And I was like, I don't know how this is gonna go down, but mm. I love him. And then I just um, kind of like what you said, Savannah, when people started speculating that he was in the running, I started going on YouTube and like looking things up of him. Just I looked up some like audition tapes and whatever, not necessarily for this movie, but just in general. And he's like so good. And you know, I was just worried about Lan- I was worried to think about Lando. Not necessarily more than Han, but I just was worried they were just going to say, here's a black guy, he's Lando. And mm. like, and he looks like him. He kind of has the same persona as Billy D. I did not know um, what Brian said about his mom calling him and say, don't mess yes. this up. So that yeah. makes me excited. <laughs> um, but, you know, and then we saw that, I don't know if it was, we saw kind of that poster thingy with him in like, you know, the blue cape and whatever. Oh, and yes. he and he literally looks mm. like a young Billy D. It's oh, yes. outstanding. And I'm so excited about him. That um, makes me happy, Lindsay. I want to hug you right now. <laughs> um, so I'm going to um, let known how young I am. Um, I'm 16, so I have never seen Game of Thrones. As you uh, should not if you <laughs> no, are 16. Yeah. Let yeah. that be known, world. If you are 16, you should not be watching Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely... You have good um, parents. <laughs> I, I'm, ho- I'm holding out so I'm an adult for that one. And, plow- and then I probably won't have to wait two years in between seasons, so that'll be nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had... I did see... I didn't see the whole movie because um, the movie kind of stressed me out, but um, <laughs> she was fantastic in Me Before You. And so, like I said, the ending is really super sad and like mm-hmm. um not in like a good way sad like not that sad is a good thing but just it, it's really controversial and it stressed me out a lot so I didn't <laughs> watch the whole thing but I did see a huge range of her in Emil- in um me before you and and so I'm really excited to see her in this my only stipulation is I know we're going to get into this a little bit later about Kira as a character. I kind of wish they cast it a little bit younger. Mm. Now, it's going to depend on who she is to Han. But mm. I kind of, I don't know. She kind, And the thing is, is that I kind of wish they had given her like a different hair color or something. Mm. Just because all the girls know, so far have been all brunettes. the girls are, you know, white brunettes and yeah. so I kind of wish they had given even if she was just blonde or something just something to mix it up a little bit mm-hmm. but or cut I mean, her hair not, like made her a little different yeah make her a little bit different but I mean that's not her I'm very excited to see her 
in this. Um, Woody Harrelson, I've gone back and forth. I was like, I don't like this. And then I'm like, I like this. I don't like this. Now, I love Woody Harrelson as an actor. But I do agree with Brian that I think it's going to be hard to not sit there and be like, it's Woody Harrelson. Yeah. Um, You know, there's... Now, the first thing I ever saw Woody Harrelson in, I read The Hunger Games when I was 10 years old. And I went to go see it in theaters. And so when I went to see it, um, I had no idea who he was. And so he was just the character. But now I've seen a ton of his movies. And, you know, in everything, it's just kind of not necessarily his performance does this, but it's just you kind of sit there and you're like, okay, this is Woody Harrelson in Planet of the Apes. This is Woody Harrelson in insert title here. And so I am kind of worried that unless they really change his appearance or he really changes his voice or I hope something he has an that accent. I, me too. Because I think that would help so much because he has such a distinct voice that I think it would be really nice to just have something that kind of deters like, okay, this is Woody Harrelson in 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 Star Wars, you know? Yeah. That's that's my only worry about it. Not necessarily his acting, just that it's Woody Harrelson. I agree. I worry about him blending in the universe because I feel mm-hmm. like if if I had closed my eyes and I heard 10 different actors talk, the one I would be able to pick out the most and the easiest would be Woody Harrelson. So I kind of totally. wish they give him an accent or, I don't know, some sort of something, like you said, to just make him a little different from his other characters he's played in other movies. And he kind of always looks the same in movies, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I guess he has had different haircuts and stuff, but... Um, I don't know, maybe Act- throw an eye patch on him. I don't care. Like, just put something on him. <laughs> like- Actually, Hunger Games was one of the only things that he looks visibly different. And I don't know if either of you saw those movies, but he, yeah, um, so, you know, he lost a lot of weight for those. He had long, shaggy hair right. and just, he really didn't look a lot like himself. Like, you knew it was Woody Harrelson, but he, you know, there was a lot of, physical transformation and not that I'm saying you know I want him to starve himself for this or whatever but just (laughs) something to I feel like even a physical change would help me a lot to just see past Woody Harrelson I agree it'll be interesting to see what his character actually looks like in the movie um but moving on we got a lot of similar questions from people so I'm not going to call these out individually but I'm just going to kind of group them together um a lot of people on Twitter asked us if we want to see fan service plot lines in this movie such as like do we want to see the Kessel Run happen do we want to see how Han and Chewie met like how do you guys feel about that do you would that bother you do you want to see that stuff or do you want to see something totally different that we've never heard of relating to Han Solo's character and Brian we'll start with you do I want to see that stuff absolutely 100 percent I want to see the Kessel Run. I want to see how he won the Falcon. I want to see Jabba the Hutt. Jabba oh. the Hutt's like my big, like, just put it, like, nobody's talked about it. And that would be, like, the one thing I'm like, just put Jabba in there. Because they have a history. That was a question from Amanda on Twitter. She was asking if, if we think we'll see Jabba. Yeah, I know, Amanda. Amanda's amazing. Yeah. And, dude, yes, I want all of that. I want more, but I also want that. Like, that's a big thing with the EU that I always talk about is I, I like that we get new planets every movie. You know, we get Dakar, we get Crate, we get all these things. And that's great. 
<laughs> great, great. Uh, but oh I also God. want to see... <laughs> it's my job for the puns here. <laughs> I also want to see planets that we've heard of but haven't seen before. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that was like one of my favorite things about the Clone Wars was mm -hmm. we got to see Malastare. You know, we got to mm -hmm. see Iego and the Angels. Like, I want, I want to see that. I want to see stuff that we've heard about but never got to see. Yeah. And that's one of the things I'm most excited about this movie is like, especially given like old EU stuff, guaranteed they're going to toss it out. Like, I, I sincerely doubt Han's going to be like a lieutenant in the Imperial Academy. Yeah. <laughs> but, but how is he going to meet Chewie? You know, are we going to see Chewie's family? Because Chewie has a family. Uh, <laughs> a scary I mean, looking dude. one. <laughs> yeah. We don't talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I just want to see, just just show me Itchy, like in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yeah, I hope so. I, I There's so many things that we've heard about. Uh, it, yes, yes, absolutely. Wow. Please. Right. I think we have I told you, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited about everything about this movie except for casting. Okay. Like I, 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 I want to see everything we're going to see. I'm really excited to hear about young Han Solo and like what he went through. I just don't want to see Alden do it. Yeah. <laughs> Understandable. Um, Lindsay, yeah. what do you? How do you feel about this? Do you do you want to see those fan service type storylines? So. I definitely, there is a multitude of things I definitely want to see. Like, you know, I do want to see the castle run. And but the number one thing I want to see, because this has been something I have wondered about since I was like, you know, six, seven years old and watch Empire back for the first time. And, you know, Lando goes, how's my ship? And Han goes, I won that from you fair and square. Mm -hmm. I want to see Han win the Falcon. That is my number yes. one. Yeah. Of even if everything else isn't in there, I want to see that happen, and I just I need that. Other um, otherwise now I'm gonna like pick a fight here. Yeah, I <laughs> I don't want to see Java, or I don't <gasps> want a lot of Java. I don't I either. Like I feel <gasps> like what we got of Java in the original trilogies in the original trilogy, I am satisfied with. Yeah, no, and we don't need to see Java again. I, I I really yeah. I'm I'm hoping he becomes even I feel like we're probably gonna see him or he's definitely gonna be mentioned but I feel like if he just kind of blends into the background and whatever and we have a bit more of like if we have a new antagonist I would be okay with that I am not I am not that hyped about Java um, I'm, I'm not either well, but, I see where I stand here. Yeah, Brian, <laughs> you're going to freak out whenever I tell you my opinions on this. Oh, boy. <laughs> I, I, I do really want an original story, though. I feel like because we have several characters that we've never heard of before, I feel like there has to be. I can't. I feel like we can't have so, like entirely fan service and just and then like we go into the original trilogy and just forget these people exist. Mm -hmm. So I feel like something has to happen like you know, some of them are, if not all of the new characters are going to die and, or something's going to happen and whatever, because they're just not there anymore. So I feel like I really am excited about an original story because that was what I really liked about Rogue One was that, oh, you know, yes. we went in knowing this was how they got the Death Star plans, but there was a whole other aspect to it that, you know, we didn't go in expecting to see. And that was... Amazing. And I'm going to add one more thing. Sorry if this is long. Do it. Uh, <laughs> I really, really want 
I don't know why I'm like so thirsty for this, but <laughs> I really want some sort of plot twist that's like mind blowing. And I don't know where it's going to fall or who it's going to involve or whatever, but I would just, I don't know why. I just really go and I'm like, I really want some sort of huge plot twist that completely sets Han Solo on the path that we see him on when we start A New Hope. Like, Ooh. I would really love that. I, and like I said, I, I can't even come up with something, like an example to give. But I you just, just know really, you want it. I just really want that. Because, like, Rogue One was not the movie that I expected. But at the same time, there weren't really a lot of plot twists. Honestly, the things that left my jaw on the floor were, like, the CGI with, like, Leia and Tarkin. Oh, God. But, um, For real. Other, but, like, there wasn't a lot of plot twist, and I wasn't really looking for that with that. But for whatever reason, just from the second this was announced, I was like, I really want something to just complete, like, for Han to start in one spot and then completely 180 into the spot we see him in once we meet him in A New Hope. I think that would be amazing. Oh, I didn't even think about that, but I really like that. Um, I like that thirst you have, Lindsay. Um, Okay, so as far as my opinions on this, I have gone back and forth a little bit. And at first, I was like, I don't want to see any of that stuff. I don't want to see the Kessel Run. I don't want to see how they meet. I don't want to know all of those things. Because I think one of the things I love the most about Star Wars is that there's a lot of mystery to it. And the more Disney touches Star Wars, the more holes we've filled with, you know, story gaps and we, we are seeing everything play out, which is okay because I know everybody wants to see different stories and that's fine. But for me personally, I didn't know if I really wanted to see all of these things play out. I kind of like the mystery in the cantina when when Han Solo saying that he had the ship to make the castle run in less than 12 parsecs. And I'm just like, what does that mean? I don't know, but cool like you know like I like it um but now like I'm gonna be okay if they do that um I'm not gonna be upset because I'm expecting it like I am legitimately expecting them to show us a lot of those things but um the thing that I hope is that that's not the meat of the story and I don't think Mm -hmm. they'll do that because that would just make for a terrible movie um that's not Kathleen's way (laughs) it's not Kathleen's way and we know our girl um our queen So I know that's not going to happen, so I'm not too worried about it, but that's the thing. Like, I'm okay with that stuff happening as long as it's not the meat of the story. Um, But I agree with you, Lindsay. Like, I I really want to see how Han got the Falcon, which I think we're going to see. Um, And obviously, we have have seen some special modifications to the um, Millennium Falcon, which, mm-hmm. um, before we get into that, okay, because I want to get into that, but I want to ask one more question from a fan because I just saw this question. I think it would be good to answer now before we get into a legit crazy question. Um, Britt asks, what would your dream cameo in this film, if it were ever to cater to the idea, or saga Easter egg similar to what we saw in Rogue One? So, if you guys remember in Rogue One, we saw Chopper in the background. We heard mm-hmm. about Harris Sandula, General Sandula. We saw mm-hmm. the ghost in the background, and we had little snippets of stuff uh, here and there. We saw um, Ponda Baba. Baba and Dr. Evazan from um, A New Hope. We, we saw them on, on Jeddah. So, like, 
if you could have a cameo or, you know, see a cameo in Star Wars or see some sort of Easter egg in the solo movie, what, what would it be? Lindsay. Lindsay. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I actually (laughs) thought about this forever ago when you asked me to be on this and I forgot I wanted to talk about it. (laughs) So Rogue One was fantastic for me because it was a completely new plot but also had so much nostalgia. And like you said, you know, we saw Chopper, we hear the overhead thing with Hera. Um, I would absolutely adore if Han and Leia cross paths without even knowing it. Oh, dang. They're in a crowd and you just kind of see Leia and Bale in the background. Or like they say, oh, um... You know, Senator Organa is coming in and like you see the ship coming in and like he gets out right before it happens or just something that their paths crossed before they even realized it. I would freaking adore that. Um, The other thing is this isn't really a cameo as much as Rogue One leaves off literally five, ten minutes before A New Hope starts. I would adore if at the end of the movie, even if you don't see Tatooine, if Han says something to Chewie, like, all right, let's go to Tatooine and go to Oh, the my gosh. I just got like, goosebumps. Woo! That yes. would yes. be outstanding if it leaves off oh, right then. Yes. I just got goosebumps. I want that. I want that so much. I yeah. so badly want that. I'm going to uh. do it. <laughs> Okay, Brian, what uh, cameos or Easter eggs do you want to see? First off, Britt, also awesome. Yes, She's we great. love you, yes. Britt, so love much. Yes. Yeah, you're amazing. So, Padme, so whoop, whoop, Woo. team Padme. <laughs> uh, can, can, I, can I pick more than one? Is that allowed or do I have to pick yeah, one? Yeah, you can pick whatever you want. Okay, top of the list, Jabba. I want to see Jabba. <laughs> really? <laughs> it's pretty pretty high up there. Shocker. Um, we know Han Solo hangs out in a less reputable places. Uh, I would like to see Cassian, like doing Yo. some re- doing some recon work, because uh. we know he was Fulcrum for a mm. bit. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I'd love to see Cassian like hang out in a cantina somewhere. Um, I think it'd be cool uh, for anyone that's read the comics to see uh, Sana Staros. She uh, was the woman that showed up and like claimed to be Han's wife. Oh, oh, I know who you're talking about. It'd be kind of cool to see her, just to be yeah. like, oh, hey, what's going on? Because that was like a big deal. Uh, and the comics, that was kind of mean, actually, now that I think about it. Because it like the issue ended with her showing up, and Leia's like, who are you? And she's like, I'm his wife. And then he had to wait a month for the next comic. What? And then Han's like, she's not my wife. Yeah. <laughs> so I would like to see... I'd like to see any of those three. That'd be cool. Yeah. Is that it? Just three? That's it, yeah. I yeah, thought you were going to have, like, ten. <laughs> wow. I re- I reined it in. I reined it in. (laughs) I actually haven't even thought about my answer to this question, but um, I have something to say, but I'm also going to shoot this down immediately because I know it's probably not going to (laughs) happen because I feel like I would know if it was. So um, I don't know how this would work out time-wise because I don't really know exactly where the Han Solo story fits into our timeline of Star Wars and Rebels. Mm -hmm. Um, But with that being said, I think the Han Solo movie will take place before Rebels, I assume. Um, I would love to see Ahsoka like yeah uh, I just feel like because I just feel like it would be so cool to see her kind of like in the underworld you know 
I don't know. And I feel like I would know if this were happening because I work with Ashley Eckstein and obviously <laughs> like sometimes I know things. But um, so I don't think this is going to happen. But I just think hopefully somewhere in Star Wars they work out a story where Ahsoka can have a cameo or be in the background yeah. and just like appear because everybody wants to see her. We all want to see her in live action. Like just give it to us. And I feel like in this movie it could have made sense, you know. Um, yeah. Especially because I'm sure we're going to see all sorts of random aliens, and one of them could have been Ahsoka. Like, you know, we could see a Togruta that just happens to look like her, and it could make us wonder and ask questions and, you know, tweet Pablo Hildago 10,000 times on Twitter for an answer. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't really know what I would want to see other than that, but that's, like, the one that is really close to my heart, and I just feel like if it could ever happen in a Star Wars movie, I will always want that cameo um Agreed. and obviously like i i want an ahsoka standalone movie but for now like i would take a cameo same um, i just mm -hmm. oh, god it would be so amazing just to see her it's like so in a human form like not a human form but like you know in in a live action form that's what i'm trying to say um yeah. so yeah i just think it would be so cool um, but as far as other cameos, um, I pray we don't see Boba Fett. Please do not show me oh, Boba Fett. I will I don't, vomit in the theater. I don't want to see Same. Boba Fett in this movie. Don't give us Boba Fett. Boba Fett's Please lame. listen to this, Kathleen <laughs> Kennedy. If you have Boba Fett in the movie, cut him now. Put I know you're in post-production. Don't do it. Seriously. Um, yeah, like, My sister's uh, obsessed with Boba Fett, and uh, I just sit there all the time, and I'm like, no. Boba Fett sucks. <laughs> and I'm, like, I'm sick of him like stop throwing him in random places where he shouldn't be like I didn't mind yeah. him so much in the Clone Wars but like just ugh, I'm sick of it I'm so you know, sick of it you know what we need we need to have Han Solo go into a bar and then you just see a cowboy hat in the back <gasps> Cad Bane yes think about it yes oh Brian I think I just like <laughs> had a like a like a heart attack moment, I think. I didn't even <laughs> think about that because his story right? never got tied up in Clone Wars. We don't know where he's at. He could be out there. Oh, my. Know. Oh, my. He's everywhere. Oh, my. Okay, Cad Bane is at the top of the list. Sorry, Ahsoka. Love you, girl, but <laughs> <laughs> I need to see Cad Bane in this movie. Oh, yeah, right. just if we saw his hat. Can you imagine? It'd be oh like the my. perfect Easter egg. Like, don't even show his face. Just see, like, the back of his head uh, and just the hat. Uh we lose our minds. Uh, because, like, what? remember in Rogue One, I don't know if you guys, I'm sure you guys noticed this, yes. but there was, like, a Shadow Scout helmet because, yes. and, and, you know, that made me excited because I have a Shadow Scout costume, but, like, even mm -hmm. it was something as subtle as that, like, uh, I need it I now. I need it. Right? I when the Shadow Scout came up in Rogue One, I literally smacked my mom and went, it's Savannah. It's me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That made me really happy. And since Cad Bane is like my one true love forever, I mean, he is, he is legitimately the reason I am a Star Wars fan because I was really, I, yeah, I don't know if you know this, Lindsay, but like I liked Star Wars and watched the Clone Wars because my brother liked Star Wars and watched the Clone mm -hmm. Wars. And I wasn't going to watch season two with him when it came out because I was like, meh, season one was okay. I didn't like it and whatever. Like, I was just stupid back then. And then <laughs> and then one day, Chase was watching um, the second season of Clone Wars on TV and he was like, Savannah, come here. And I was like, 
what? And he's like, there's this new character in the Clone Wars and you got to watch him. I think you're going to like him. And I watched him and I fell in love immediately. And then it like sucked me in and I immediately was like, I love the Clone Wars. I love Star Wars. I need to know more about this. <laughs> Let me join a forum online. Let me make a Twitter account. Like it, it was Cad Bane that stemmed, like everything stemmed from Cad Bane. He was the fire that lit under my Star Wars passion you know that is amazing i knew yeah. that clone wars was the reason why you are yeah. doing a star wars podcast right now but um mm-hmm. i didn't realize that it was specifically cad bane oh it was cad bane for sure like as much as i love clone troopers it wasn't even the clone troopers that got me into it it was cad bane and then i fell for the clone troopers too so that's yes. where it all started so yeah that would be like the most incredible cameo and i feel like it could work out because they didn't tie up his storyline in Clone Wars so he could be out there, you know. Oh my gosh. I you just... never know. Okay, I can't think I... straight now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I've said on this show before that Cad Bane is what people think Boba Fett is. Yes. Yes. Bo- Boba Fett hasn't done anything cool in the movies uh-huh. at all. He just stands Boba there. Cad Bane stopped. like punched Jedi Masters in the face and survived. Oh my god. I love like, That's going to be our next dorky that. diva um, commission, Melissa, if you're listening to this, I'm very yes. soon going to be asking you for a Cad Bane um, piece of artwork to put on Dorky Diva Show stickers because that, that needs to happen. That's I right. will buy 10. Yes. yes. You don't even have to buy them. We'll just give them to you. That's the best yeah. part. Fantastic. That's how we do things here. <laughs> um, so one more question before we move on to this very meaty topic that I know Brian is excited about. Um, <laughs> Carlos asked um do you think we will get some nods to the star wars underworld in this movie if so which camo cameo do you think is more likely maz kanata or hondo onaka i love this question that's such a great question carlos thank you wow Um, who wants to take it Lindsay. um you know i would be so excited about that I actually said forever ago, I was like, I wonder if we are going to see or at least hear about Maz because Maz is a character I'm really interested in and was actually my biggest complaint with Last Jedi was how little she was in it because yeah. I was so excited to learn more about Maz. And so I would be, um, I don't know if she's necessarily more like, like, I don't understand, uh, well, I don't think she's necessarily the more likely of the two to show up, but I think I would be more excited if we were to see her over Hondo. Yeah. Uh, that's just me. That's but um, I just, because I, I really do want to know, and she seems to have known both Han and Chewie for, you know, a long time. This seems to be a pretty meaty friendship. And yeah. so I really want to know how long has this been? Is she the reason that Han and Chewie know each other? You know, what is she the reason Han and Lando know each other? Like, where does she exactly fall in Han's timeline? And I feel like if we got an answer, like, even if they're like, look, you know, we're sending you to this, you know, woman who knows a lot. Uh, her name is Maz Kanata. She can help you. Whatever. And, like, I feel like even if we don't see her, but just kind of get an understanding of when she kind of slipped into his life. Yeah. I would appreciate that a lot. And it's so funny because prior to reading this question, it never even dawned on me that Maz Kanata could show up in this movie because I forget in Star Wars that different um, 
different aliens and species have different lifespans. Mm-hmm. And because I'm always like, where is that going to fall in the timeline? And, you know, with human characters, obviously, we kind of know when they could show up and when they couldn't show up. But it's like we really don't know much about um, Maz as far as age, I believe. I mean, I could be wrong, but I feel like that's something that could be um, that could be expressed in this movie if she showed up. And I, I never even thought about it, but I think it would be cool maybe to hear a mention of her to tie in how they met and know why Han trusts her so much in The Force mm-hmm. Awakens. But on the other hand... I also love Hondo, and I feel like it's very likely he could show up as well because of, you know, Rebels and the timeline, and we know he's up to no good, and he would probably be hanging around with people like Lando or, you know, other, like, smugglers and people like that. So I feel like either of those is very likely, honestly, um, and I want to see both of them. Like, I don't want to have to pick one. I want to see both. I would, I would love to see both of them, I think. And like I said, like, I would probably appreciate Maz more. And it's not that I have anything against Hondo at all. It's just that we know more about Hondo than we do Maz. Yeah. So I just feel like if we could get some questions, if it's about answering questions, I would prefer Maz. But I would rather just we see both of them. Yeah. What do you think, Brian? Uh, I think it's a great question because I also had not thought about that. Uh, I love Hondo, but I feel like Maz would be the more likely of the two mm-hmm. because Hondo is in the underworld for show, but I feel like with the new canon, they're laying down seeds and paying them off right afterwards. Mm-hmm. So like, you know the dice are going to play some kind of thing mm. in this movie because how big of a deal they made in episode eight. Right. I was going to so, talk about that. Yeah, I you love know, that. Like, <laughs> like they they have to. Like they're they're putting this stuff out there. So I feel like with Maz and the obvious history, uh, gotta be right. It's got gotta have Maz yes. in there somewhere. At the very least, like he'll call her you know? <laughs> on his cell phone. <laughs> yeah, we know we know we know she has Skype wherever she's at. Yeah, obviously. So. <laughs> obviously, yeah. So yeah, I'm in. I'm into both. I love Hondo. I think Jim Cummings is like one of the greatest oh voice actors of all time. Yes, right up Same. there with like Steve Bloom. And wow, I would. Oh man, just I want to the same sort of thing. Like slight cameo. You see, I want to see a cantina, underworld, sort of seedy bar. I want to see Cad Bane's hat, and I want to hear Hondo laughing Ooh. in the distance. Oh yes, that would be, that would be great. That would be you know, great. neat little because you know Matthew Wood puts all kinds of little. little Easter eggs in the audio. So like, I mean, Hera, Hera in Rogue One was just an yeah. intercom message. Yeah. You know, give me, give me Hondo's laugh in the background to where everyone's like, <gasps> was that it's Hondo? Hondo? Yeah. Is Hondo here? Oh, I love that. <laughs> I love that idea. That's great because really then it's not subtle. like in your face, but you know, and the people that know yeah. his laugh will spot it. Like they'll hear it. Exactly. Um, quick. Quick story about Jim Cummings. Um, yes. I tell this to anyone that will listen. listen. Uh, he was he was at Star Wars Weekends, and um, so I went to his panel. And then I was in um, Darth Maul, which was the name of the thing at the time. Oh. And um, <laughs> I backed and I backed into him, and he was like, "Oh, sorry, darling." And I oh. like, couldn't even say sorry back. I was just like, and then he like walked away and whatever and i was just like that was jim coming he called me oh my God, darling so cool. yeah seriously i was like so uh if anybody else tries to call me darling i'm like no 
No. Only Jim Cummins. Are you Jim Cummins? Are you Jim Cummins? <laughs> I met him at Star Wars Weekends as well, like at a signing. And he uh, voices Tigger from Winnie the yep. Pooh. Yes. And I'm a huge Winnie the Pooh fan. Like when I was little, I loved Winnie the Pooh. I still do. Like I'm not going to pretend like I don't. I still love Winnie the Pooh. And I, I asked him that. to do his Tigger voice. And I have a photo of my face from that moment. Like PhotoPass just happened to take a picture of my face. And I look like my face is about to break. I was so excited. Yeah. Like it was... It was great. Yeah. That's so, amazing. And I love I it. Him. Oh, sorry. You I, love it? You love it? I love how um, Matthew Wood and like whoever else is involved in this um, at Lucasfilm and Skywalker Sound, how they incorporate our favorite voice actors from Clone Wars and Rebels and give them little yes. snippets. But I'm going to say um, Ashley Eckstein has never had a voice part in the new Star Wars movies. So hmm. um, Don't call like that. her up. Call her I up, I know you're Matthew. listening. <laughs> Um, yeah, so give Ashley a part. Um, yeah, it's not like at? it's not like Ashley is like a no name, like nobody yeah, knows her and whatever. Everyone Tano. adores everyone adores Ashley Eckstein, everyone adores Ahsoka. It's just it's like a universal thing. If you are in if you are in the Star Wars fandom, you like Ashley Eckstein. Yeah. It's just how it works. Yeah. So I feel like there's really no excuse. Like give her something. Yeah. Exactly. And they can like change her voice around like they did with Joseph Gordon Levitt for episode oh. eight. It's oh, like yeah. just give her because her voice is very, very recognizable. Right. But we, Matthew Wood, you can you can like put it backwards or something. Be like, oh, you know, those alien noises. It's actually Ashley Eckstein. Right. Like, <laughs> right. Um, yeah, okay. One more question before we get to the big one. Um, and Brian, oh, I think you already kind of answered this, but I want to ask it just to make sure you don't have anything else to say about this. Um, <laughs> Nancy wants to know, since Brian used to read the books, is there anything he hopes carries over from Han's backstory in Legends? Ooh. Nancy has in Nancy Pants? Yes, Nancy Pants. We love you, Nancy. Nancy Pants. Whoop, whoop. Hello. Good question. Um, I mean, yes. Uh, I kind of said before, like, I, I want to see... The castle run. That's a big one. Because, like, this is Han we're talking about, you know? And what if he cheated? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, like I don't think he did. I like to think that he's that good in the Falcon. Um, but, I mean, what if he did? You know? So that'd be, that'd be kind of interesting. Uh, I don't think we're going to get Han as an Imperial lieutenant. And then have that, like, Moses moment of, like, he sees a Wookiee getting beat up really, really bad. And he's like, enough's enough! And then Kills yeah. that guy. Him and Chewie peace out. Um, I would like to know if Chewie has a life debt with him. Like officially. Mm. Or if they're mm-hmm. just butts. You know? If they just truly love each other. You know? Because we know from the Aftermath novels that like Chewie, his family is still on Kashyyyk. It's like, okay, so did he meet Chewie on Kashyyyk? Like in the old EU? Or how did that play out? Um... I would like to see, I mean, any of that. You know, everything about Han Solo's story, like, I'm into. But I don't think we're going to get it, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Specifically old EU stuff, like the really, really gritty stuff. Um, the meat of his story, I don't think we're going to get, unfortunately. Yeah. All I right. don't know if that answers the question. Okay, I think <laughs> Sorry, that answers hey. the question. Um, all right, we have we have a big thing to talk about. Um, but this next thing is a little bit spoilery. If you're trying to avoid spoilers at all costs with this movie, if you don't want to hear about any leaks, um, this particular leak is in reference to some toys that have mm-hmm. been leaked. Um, if this is not something you're into, you might want to skip ahead a little bit. 
But if you are into this, let's dive in. Oh, I know what we're talking about. Let's do it. (laughs) Um, Okay, so somehow pictures of the new uh, Lego sets from this movie were leaked online. Mm -hmm. And uh, we saw some things. We did. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm clicking on the article where these photos lived, I think they've been taken down. <laughs> <laughs> they have, yeah. Oh, no. Okay. Well, uh, I remember the big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Brian and I, first of all, <laughs> I think, Brian, did I send you the leaked picture of that included the Falcon? Or did you yes, send you it did. to me? Okay, I sent it to you. Okay. You did. So there was some art release that nobody knew if it was real or not. Uh, I believe it's real. Lucasfilm said it was not, but I think they're saying it's not real because they didn't release it. Um, right. It's like the packaging photo f- that's going to be on all the new toys for this movie. Um, mm-hmm. And it has Han, Lando, Chewie, and the Falcon on it. Um, Chewie looks about the same. He has a different bandolier. Han and Lando obviously look completely different. They have different costumes and everything. And then the Falcon... Um, so trying to explain this without having a photo is kind of difficult. (laughs) So, okay, you guys, you know how on the, um, nose of the ship, there's like the two prongs basically that stick Mm -hmm. out of the ship. Um, and there's like a missing piece in the middle of those prongs. Um, in this artwork, there's no missing piece. It's a solid nose of the ship. Um, which is, um, weird. Brian, I'm going to let you explain why this is weird because you called this out as we were texting about it and then I was like, whoa, you're right. So I'm going to let you take this. Okay. So, (laughs) hmm, how do we start this? Well, this is is one of those things that with the new canon, I'm not the biggest fan of is when they change things just to change things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's what happened here because as you said, the Falcon has these prongs in the front that's used for like loading cargo and whatnot. And the new one is just solid, which looks really weird. It's like somebody took the Millennium Falcon and we're like, how do we make this cool? Not realizing it's already <laughs> cool. Um, but the, the, the problem is with people like us here on the Dorky Diva Show, uh, canon, it, it matters. You know, we, we want to piece everything together. Timelines matter. It doesn't mean that things that aren't canon are less good. Not at all. They're still amazing and should be read, Darth Plagueis. Uh, mm-hmm. But the, we see the Falcon before now in episode three. And it was like confirmed by George Lucas that that is the Millennium Falcon. It's a little cam- It's like a little cameo. It's very tiny. It's in yep. the bottom right of the screen in the very beginning after Anakin and Obi-Wan land half a ship. Um, you but see we the Falcon do see it. Dock. You do see the Falcon. What, like, straight up, you can pause it. I'm sure it's on YouTube. You go to Google, put in Millennium Falcon, episode three, and you'll see it. It is the Millennium Falcon. That is the sh- It's not a regular, like, YT-1300. It's the Falcon. Obviously, mm-hmm. I-, I sincerely doubt it's owned by Han, or maybe even Lando at the time. Beside the point. It looks the way that we know it. It has the prongs. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't add up with the timeline. Right. Unless they like it looked exactly the same, and then they retrofitted it and changed everything about it, and then put it back. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Savannah and I don't like that very much. So, can I continue this story? Yes, please. So, Brian and I were talking about this, and the more we were talking about it, the more I was not okay with it. I'm not okay with um, 
things changing when Lucasfilm obviously stresses the importance of canon. Obviously, they deleted so much of our Star Wars universe to make their new Star Wars universe, which is okay. I'm okay with them doing that, but sure. Makes sense. the problem is them not following the rules that they've set. So Brian reached out to someone on the story group on Twitter. We're not going to name names, um, mm-hmm. but he just asked somebody on the story group, hey, can you confirm that the Millennium Falcon that we saw in Revenge of the Sith is actually the Millennium Falcon? And that person said, uh, basically, that they just consider that an Easter egg, which I have a big problem with. And yeah. this wouldn't bother me if they weren't so uptight about canon and didn't fine-tune everything so closely to, to fit together. Um, totally. I really wish that answer had been, oh, you know, at one point George Lucas said, yes, that was the Millennium Falcon, but at this point with our story, we have to say that that was just you know, another YT-1300 you know, freighter. Like, it's just another mm-hmm. ship. That would have been a great answer. But they decided to say, oh, it's just an Easter egg. And to me, Easter eggs are canon. Like, yeah, I don't understand how Easter eggs are not canon. What the heck? If you're going to have Millennium Falcon with prongs, Millennium Falcon with no prongs, and then Millennium Falcon with prongs, that doesn't match. That doesn't add up. And I understand, I I have no problem with them changing the ship at all, because in A New Hope, Han Solo says that they made special modifications to it. And I'm like, cool, maybe we'll get to see how make those modifications. I had no problem when I saw the ship until Brian pointed out that, yo, we see it in Revenge of the Sith. And I was like, OMG, you're right. And then, you know, with that answer from the story group, I just really am not okay with them making rules and then bending them when they need to bend them. Like, mm-hmm. make the rules, set them, leave them be, or don't make rules at all. Like, I just, it just really bothers me. And I know that this is a fictional world and, like, I need to get over it. But it, it, it just annoys what? me. <laughs> I know. I know. Oh, I'm, I'm on the wrong show. <laughs> <laughs> it just, it just really annoys me a lot. Um, Lindsay, what do you think of this? Because this is something we haven't really talked about a lot. How do you feel about this whole deal? Um, So the first time I saw the new-looking Falcon was, you know, that um, the art that had come out that they tried to say wasn't real, but it's totally real. Um, And I I didn't like it from the start. You know, I kind of... Now, I've actually never seen Star Trek, but honestly, the second I saw it, I was like, this kind of looks like something from Star Trek. Like, That's just what I said. The shape and the whatever, it just... And, like, I, I consider the Falcon a character in itself. Like, I... You know, there's Falcon... I'm in my room right now, and there's Falcon stuff everywhere. And just, you know, and like you said, you know... I wasn't expecting to see the same Falcon that we know and love because even from the original trilogy to the new trilogy, there were modifications made. And, you know, Han said himself that there were modifications, but I just felt like it was kind of, I agree with Brian that it was changing it to change it. There was no really reason. And then like, you know, even it for the purpose of prongs, it doesn't really fit. (laughs) <laughs> whatever you know is made right. for cargo and whatever like mm-hmm. so then what did it do before then when it couldn't hold anything and so I don't know it just kind of bothered me from the start that it was just more of a we need to make the falcon look different and to we already changed <laughs> yes exactly and we already changed one thing about it so we need to change something even bigger and they're like let's fill in this space here 
And I don't know, I feel like that's a bit, and it's kind of something that they kind of themselves in. Like, I feel like if it was something like, you know, um, you had the little thing, like the receptor thing that went from a circle to a rectangle. Oh, the dish. It's yeah. The radar dish. And so um, that was something that could very easily, you know, it was just, you see it get knocked off in, yeah. you know, Return of the Jedi. So I feel like if it was something that, could have been you know very easily modified very easily just it was shot out it was you know whatever that's one thing but i feel like they kind of locked like i'm looking at the set a picture of the lego set now which obviously lego set isn't official but it's the closest thing we have and i'm just kind of like you can't just take this out this isn't something you can just because even i'm looking at like and then i'm looking at the artwork as well and it like forms into the actual ship and yeah. so i'm just like why you, you can't just cut this in half and just send it away mm. there's got to be something that happens to it i guess but like yeah like and, that part that part honestly doesn't bother me as much like i don't mind that they changed it because he does mention that the ship had some special modifications but the part totally, that yeah. bothers me so much is the whole canon deal is is that they should have said that the the Falcon we saw in Revenge of the Sith was not really the Falcon. It was a different ship. Now, sure. like, my wondering is, does he take that out and, like, that's how they win the castle? Like, that's how they make the castle run in 12 parsecs? Is that oh, how yeah. that? They, like, make it lighter? Yeah. Oh, something. Possible. Possible. So that's another thing I'd like to find out as far as, like, how the castle run works. Because yeah. in, the, in the old EU, I mean, a, par- a parsec is a measurement of distance, not time. You know, that was like a common misconception. It was like, oh, less than 12 parsecs. They think it's less than 12 seconds. Well, mm-hmm. the way that Han was able to cut off distance was there are black holes along the Kessel Run route. And he was such a good pilot in the Falcon that he was able to kind of skirt the outside of black holes to cut mm-hmm. down on distance. Mm-hmm. So it would be kind of cool to see that. Actually, going back to Nancy's question, I'd like to see that. <laughs> yeah. Yay, so like, answers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, cuz that'd be cool. Um so yeah, that that would be an interesting thing if you've got this really nice looking ship cuz it looks pretty. Uh and then he kind of like cut down the weight, added all this like as Leia would say, junk onto <laughs> it. You know, and Han's like, "Yeah, special modifications." Like looks like garbage. Um but that's that's what's great about it. Yeah. I don't know. There's a, there's a lot of things to dissect about that ship and what they've done to it. Yeah. I would really love if at, like, the beginning of this movie, like, it's a really, like, coveted ship and, like, really pretty and just everyone's like, ooh, the Millennium Falcon yeah. to <laughs> then go from... Because now, I think, in the new trilogy, you know, we're pretty much going to have a junk reference, I think, mm-hmm. every movie being we've had two. Sure. So, um... You know, I think it would be really, really funny if we started off with this, oh my gosh, the Millennium Falcon is the ship to have, you know, to go from that to, what is this crap? Yeah. That would be amazing. That would be really funny. That gives the Falcon its own story arc. (laughs) Sure. That would be hilarious. And you know, Lando, because he owned it, he's probably like, hey, my ship's the best in the galaxy. Check this out, blah, blah, blah. And then Han gets it, and he's like, what have you done? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Randall probably like you know waxes the floor and stuff like he just of course he does (laughs) I want I want I want to have him just hanging out like in the in the cockpit and there's just like Twi'lek girls everywhere (laughs) that makes sense that makes sense like drinks everywhere yeah (laughs) oh my 
Well, I wanted to talk a little bit more about the characters that were leaked in these Lego sets, but since the photos have been taken down, I, I feel like maybe we should just hold off on that and save it for whenever we get a new trailer. Or not a new trailer, when we get a trailer in general, we can talk about uh -huh. the story a little bit more. Um, but I think that really sums up like our main thoughts about the movie and excitement and like I'm just so happy they are doing a Han Solo standalone movie before, like, a Boba Fett movie. Like, thank goodness. Agreed. Han Solo deserves it. So, um, do you guys have any, like, final thoughts on this movie or anything else you wanted to say before we wrap up this part of our discussion? Lindsay? Um, I think the only thing I wanted to talk about was I am just... we. I talked a little bit about Donald Glover as Lando, but... Honestly, I think Lando is who I'm most excited for Same. in this movie. Same times a thousand. And I'm just so excited because we did get to see a little bit of, you know, Gambler uh, Lando in mm -hmm. Rebels. But um, I'm just really excited to see him, you know, because, you know, there's always that thing, you know, there's always in the original trilogy that, you know, he was a gambler he wasn't always the greatest dude and he went to being you know the leader of cloud city and you know really mm -hmm. taking charge and whatever and i'm i'm kind of excited to see like do in this are we just gonna see him as you know kind of a grungy low life the whole time mm -hmm. or is he or are we gonna kind of see him become who like who we see in the original trilogy yeah i'm really sure. excited about lando's arc like what are we going to get from that we basically Same. just really want this to be a lando movie yeah Seriously, i think like, that's what it, we've come to which i'm fine i with. would be okay with that at this point <laughs> yeah. like just rename it just you know calrissian and yeah so <laughs> let's all get matching capes <laughs> so into it the tagline what have we here <laughs> <laughs> i'm into it yes all right final thoughts brian uh yeah, it's coming out soon. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna watch it. I'm excited about Lando. Um, I'm I'm hesitant. I'm still. This hesitant. is gonna be so funny if we end up calling each other after we see the movie for the first time, and I'm like, "OMG, I love it!" And you're like, "OMG, I didn't!" And it's like exactly <laughs> like our phone call after the Last Jedi, but switched. <laughs> Or, or what if it's the opposite? You're like, I, oh, I was no, just no, so no, excited. No. Oh, no. And I was like, no. that was the best. <laughs> oh, that can't happen. I can't allow that. Like, I have to love this movie. <laughs> I have yeah, to. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, we'll see. We'll, we'll, I know. That's exactly how I feel. I'm like, I want the story, but I don't want them to tell it. <laughs> I'm excited. We'll see. We'll see. I, I'm gonna see it. I'm hesitantly. I'm. I'm looking forward to it. I can't say I'm excited because there's too much at stake. <laughs> I think the thing between us, Brian, the difference between us is that um, in Star Wars, I love everybody that is not a Jedi, pretty much, and you love Jedi. And yes, obviously, in the so. Last Jedi, we got a lot of Jedi things with lightsabers yeah. and the Force, and you know, yes. Master Luke Skywalker. And in this movie, I'm getting smugglers and yes. people that aren't Jedi or Force users, and that's what I'm the most excited about because that's why I love Star Wars. Is you know, I love the Force and lightsabers and the Jedi and all that still, but I also just really love the everyday people that um, are just I feel like more relatable. Um, sure. 
And I think that's the difference between us. I think I finally figured it out. Like that's, that's why we have different opinions on Star Wars is that we both love different aspects of Star Wars. The show. We we have our niches within the fandom. Yes. So, um, yeah. So I can't wait for this movie to come out. We'll be talking about it a lot more as we actually get more content that is not, uh, Leaked. <laughs> leaked, leaked Legos. Yeah. We're like dice- you realize we're dissecting Legos. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like okay. Star with Wars it. news trailers. We're like this Lego. What does it mean? <laughs> <laughs> the shape of the Lego. That's right. This TK has a cape. Can I get a swatch? Oh, we're not going there, Brian. We're gonna talk about that next time. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, what Lando movie? Stuff the Falcon. Um. Okay. So moving on, we're going to talk about um, the book that we've read this month, which uh, Brian and I have both not finished the book, but I only have one chapter left, and he is like uh, like two-thirds the way through it. Correct. I have... It's a four hundred and something page book, and I'm on like page three twenty. So oh, cool. I've got a, I've got a hundred pages left. You're there, um, yeah. and then Lindsay hasn't read the book, but Lindsay loves to read and reads a lot of books in general. So even though she hasn't read this book, she's going to join us for our little discussion about it. And like I said, even though we haven't finished it, we're going to talk about what we have read. Um, if yes. you have not read this book, um, I don't know how spoily we're going to get. What do you think, very. Brian? Oh, we're going to get very spoilery. We're, go- we're going in. Okay, I thought ahead. about I've thought about how we should do uh, book reviews, and like you know when you're just hanging out with a bunch of friends and someone's like, oh, I read this comic book. We're all just like, oh snap, what happened in it? You right. know what I mean? Okay. So they'll have like that kind of vibe because Lindsay hasn't read it, but there's right. some pretty awesome stuff we could talk about, and she'll be like, oh what? And yeah. We'll be like yeah. Okay, cool. So the book that we read this month is called The Legends of Luke Skywalker, and Brian chose this book because he got it for Christmas, I believe, and I, I found it on Amazon for 10 bucks. got it as an ebook, easy peasy, um, and so I'm going to read like the summary of this book so you guys know a little bit about the plot. So the summary is, as a cargo ship rockets across the galaxy to Canto Bight, the deckhands on board trade stories about legendary Jedi Knight Luke Skywalker. But are the stories of iconic and mysterious Luke Skywalker true or merely tall tales passed from one corner of the galaxy to another? Is Skywalker really a famous Jedi hero, an elaborate charlatan, or even part droid? The deckhands will have to decide for themselves when they hear the legends of Luke Skywalker, a collection of myths and tall tales about the legendary Luke Skywalker written by Nebula, Hugo, and World Fantasy Award-winning author Ken Liu. So, that's the mm-hmm. premise. Um, and that sounds really cool. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, is it like a collection of short stories? Yes. Kind of, yeah. Yes, with yeah. like interludes of the crew. Yeah. Like gotcha. someone, someone will tell a story and then it'll go back to the ship and they'll be like, hey, that's crazy. I got a Luke, Luke Skywalker stories too. And then so they'll tell their story. Yeah. Gotcha. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah, so you go from chapter to chapter and hear different stories about him. Uh, there's a piece of artwork before each chapter that kind of gives you a hint about like yeah, what you're going to cool. read in the next uh, chapter, which I think is cool because I'm a very visual person, which is why I have a tough time reading. And so when I saw mm. these illustrations of Luke, you know, as we're going to hear about him in the next story, it helped me like visualize it as I was reading. Um, so I sure. thought that was really cool. 
Um, it's hilarious because I started reading this book before Brian started reading it. And I yeah. was like so <laughs> stoked to start reading. And like I was like so proud of myself that I was reading a new book. And I texted him and I was like, I really like this book. And I was like halfway into the first chapter. And I was like, oh, I really like this book. It's cool. And then I got through the first chapter and I was like, uh, I don't know if I like this. Like, this is a weird book. So, uh, Brian, like, we briefly talked before we started recording, and you had the same feeling. So what like, what were you thinking when you started it? Same. Same. When I started, I was like, okay, cool. What's funny is, like, so the first chapter is told uh, by this crew member, and they're talking about, like, I was in this cantina, and this other person in the cantina was telling this story. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you what I heard from this person about Luke Skywalker. And they basically, like, it's a crazy person that's, like, yeah. <laughs> talking. They're, like, talking conspiracy theories. And they're, like, if you want to hear the rest, you're going to have to keep buying me food and drink. But what was <laughs> funny is, like, Luke is in the bar at the time. And they just talk about, like, there's a guy with a beard with his hood up. And he's just listening. And he'll, like, interject, like, oh, then what happened? But mm-hmm. the funniest part is is how they got everything wrong. Yes. Like, yeah. like, like the character talk, names. Yes, they said Senator like, Jar Jar Binks and Lord Vader were the same person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I and highlighted part, that part. <laughs> it's so good. And then they're like, oh, you want to know something crazy? Everything you've heard is wrong. Speaking yeah. of, Luke Skywalker, not his name. It's Luke Claude Plotter. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Like what? And like Millennium Falcon? Yeah, that's not its name. That's the cool name they picked off the Century Turkey. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> like all the names like are different. Han Solo's name was different, and yeah, yeah. they were in a gang. And <laughs> the the O Kenobi gang. O Kenobi. Yes. <laughs> I Benny fe- O Kenobi. <laughs> yes. I felt like that was a really harsh chapter to start with. Like they really threw you in. Like they did <laughs> deep, and I was like, wait, wait. What is happening? I didn't think this was going to (laughs) happen. Yeah, they go, Hansel Lightning Hands Shooter. Yes. (laughs) Like, he called himself Solo, but that's not his real name. Yeah, no. Um, It was really strange. I will say, by the end of that chapter, like, I got really mad. Because it sounded like somebody who, like, nowadays would talk politics and has no idea what they're talking about. (laughs) They're They're just, like, reciting headlines that they read as if they were truth. And by the end, I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. You just said that Alderaan didn't really happen and there was no Death Star. We need we need to take a seat. I had friends on that moon. Yes. And, <laughs> and uh, but the chapter was really funny. Just how ridiculously wrong. And Luke is listening. Mm-hmm. And Luke is like, Oh, okay, uh, then what happened? Yeah. He's like, Oh, I'll tell you, blah, 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 blah. And uh it was really good. I like that um by the end, the the cook who's telling the story sees Luke leave and goes outside. And he's like, hey, did you know anything about those stories? And he's like, eh, I know a thing or two. And he mm-hmm. like Jedi mind tricks him to go back into the bar. I was like, what? what? <laughs> yeah. So that, that was, was really cool. Um, that was the first chapter. I thought an interesting thing about this book is that they somehow tied in The Last Jedi, like they pieces did. of The Last Jedi. Like, there's a quote that I highlighted. Let me try to find it real quick. Um, okay. So there was this elderly person um, talking to Luke in one of the stories, and they said, it was, a, it was a woman, she said, I can only wish that someday you'll also be pestered by a student as persistent to learn what you do not wish to teach, which is like, hello, Ray. So right. um, there was a few of those moments throughout the book that I thought was really interesting. And um mm-hmm. 
I thought the book wasn't really necessary to read as a Star Wars fan. Like, it was just weird. Oh, for sure. For um, sure. But reading it did kind of give you a little insight on, like, hey, um, you know, let's validate some things that happened in The Last Jedi, and here we go. You know, and, and they were just very short pieces, but I think it was neat how they tied that together. Because this was one of the books that was considered in the Journey to the Last Jedi series. So yep. they had to kind of make it work together. For sure. We learned how he learned to spearfish from super high up. Yep. <laughs> that chapter was pretty cool. I really liked that one. Think, that's, my, that's my favorite of them so far. Yeah, I think the one you're reading right now is my favorite because it's so ridiculous. <laughs> um, so, give premise. <laughs> yeah, guys, there's a story about a flea or from the flea's perspective and the flea lives on Salacious Crumb's head and the flea <laughs> is taking all credit yeah. for um, all of Salacious crumbs humor like he's basically like the rat in ratatouille but instead of teaching Uh um (laughs) the guy how to cook he's teaching salacious how to tell jokes Jokes. um but then he like comedian (laughs) yeah but then he like hops around from person to person in his little Mm -hmm. flea like body and uh he so he's in jabba's palace and he like then he like goes to Leia and talks about her being in her little slave bikini and talked about like how how you know that didn't take away from how um, elegant she was and just a true princess and a queen and how that didn't really diminish who she was as a person, which I thought was a really cool note. And then that is really cool. Yeah, very, it, kind, very kind flea. Yeah, he was a very <laughs> sweet flea. Um, and then the flea jumped down to the Rancor pit whenever. That whole deal happened and retold how um, he is really the reason why Luke beat the Rancor. The flea, <laughs> the flea was the reason. It's so um, ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it's this book was so weird. It's like if you read it, go into it knowing that it's strange. It's yeah. Like, they they t- I mean they tell you at the front. It's like these are tall tales and myths. You know, it's like half of this stuff is not true. Yeah. You know, it's which is very interesting way to put out a book because there's obviously nuggets of truth right you know like the the spear fishing thing we're like okay that that paid off in the last jedi and then uh in the second i think it's the second chapter where he saves like those people on that like lake of fire at the end they like give him gifts and one of the things they give him is the compass that we see in episode eight Mm -hmm. but that contra but that contradicts battlefront 2 because Luke finds that compass in like an imperial den. So you're like, okay. So it can't this... be true. Exactly. You know, it's so it's so weird to to choose to do something like this. But like yeah. so like my favorite book series I've ever read was the Game of Thrones books. Like I adore those books. And one of my favorite things about it is each chapter is told from the point of view of the character. So you get Ned, Arya, Jon Snow, Tyrion chapters, Cersei, Jaime. Uh, you get chapters from them, and you're in their head, right? Um, and one of the things they establish is that narrators can be unreliable. They'll remember things mm-hmm. differently than how they happened, specifically Sansa. So there's a chapter where Sansa, and mind you, she's like 10 mm-hmm. in the in the books. Everyone's way younger. But in like book three or so, she talks about how she remembers the last time she saw the hound at the Battle mm-hmm. of the Blackwater. He kissed her. That did oh. not happen. Whoa, it didn't no. happen. Whoa, like, no. <laughs> it, if, if you go back and read the second book from the Sansa chapter, it never happens. Yeah. But that's how she remembers it. 
you know, so this book reminded me of that. It's like, oh, this is kind of how I remember hearing about how it might have happened. It reminds me of that game Telephone that kids used to play, like, exactly. at yes. lunch in elementary school. And, you know, the line would start and somebody would say, um, Savannah's a big Star Wars fan. And then, like, by the end of it, it would turn into, my favorite color is purple. Like, it just, <laughs> as, it, as, as it goes down the chain, it changes so much. And that's what this book was, like... It was basically just a game of telephone between yes. tons of people in the galaxy that have heard things about Luke, and most of them were not true. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is which is really weird. Something that's really cool about that um, is that you know it kind of gives a look into how you know because we're seeing it as these are the definitive good guys and these are the definitive bad bad guys. And I feel like a lot of times this happens in our world as well, that to other people who don't really know what's going on, they don't know which is which they don't know who really wants peace and who wants whatever. So a lot of times I'm sure when those stories get muddled, they become dangerous. Mm -hmm. I read a book series. Um, I'm actually, it's still coming out and, um, you go through this whole, you go through six books with this one character, and then they have this one book that takes place with another character in a completely different kingdom, in, you know, all the way across the world. And they've heard of the the protagonist in the other books, and they've heard of how notorious she is and whatever. And so, and, but at the same time, they've only heard the bad parts about it. And so sure. it's kind of. So I feel like things like this are really interesting to read about because, you know, we're seeing, you know, from these movies and from whatever, okay, like, you know, the Empire and the First Order do not mean well and the Resistance and the Rebellion do. But, you know, to people who don't really know what's going on, the Rebellion could seem like the bad guys. Yeah. And so I feel like that's really cool to, like, read just how things get muddled and, you know, we could have... You know, because sometimes you see civilians, you know, we see a lot of civilians that are not in the rebellion or joining the resistance or whatever. And you're like, why? But, you know, a lot of stuff like this, they probably don't even know. Yeah. Sure. Well, the, the Empire sees the rebellion as terrorists, you know, so it's all who you get it from. Like, I remember in, in the Aftermath book, there was a scene where uh, they're on this, like, outer room planet and they're just hanging out at a bar or whatever. And there's an Imperial at the bar and he's just drinking. And he hears the rebels like in the corner celebrating the Death Star, and he like starts screaming and gets into a fight with them because he's like, "I knew people who were there." So it's very yeah. interesting to get that other perspective. And if you read Lost Stars, Lost Stars is very much like the Empire, and the people in the Empire that truly believe its cause are just like brainwashed by propaganda. Yeah. But mm -hmm. you don't you don't know, you know? Like there's yeah. a guy in Lost Stars from Alderaan who's on the Death Star when it blows up. And then, like, you can't move. And then he had to come to terms with that and basically just said, that's the rebels' fault. Like, they're terrorists um, who made the Empire do this. So he hates the Rebel Alliance after that. And it's, gotcha. it's very, it's like you said, it's very interesting to get that other perspective. Um, highly recommend Lost Stars, by the way. You get both, and it's amazing. We may need to read that um, together because I haven't. Yes. I mean, I started it, didn't really get into it, but I may have to read it for real. And then you can read it again, and we can talk about yes. that on the show. At some point it's this so, year. It's so good. I know. Yes. We're going to read all the books. Claudia so. Gray is amazing. I said you guys should start like a book club sort of deal. Like announce at the beginning of the month what book you're going to be talking about. So then we can Ooh, read with you. Well, and then, And we, then we can like send in our thoughts as yeah. well. 
We do Look know that. that next month we're going to read, and Brian has already read it. Brian has pretty much already read all the books that we're going <laughs> to, quote, read, but I am uh, reading almost. them for the first time. Um, but the book that we're reading next month is Princess Leia, or Leia, Princess of Alderaan. Yes. Um, which yes. I'm very excited to read and very excited to talk about. So yeah, next month we'll be talking so about good. that book, which if you guys have read that, and I, I know a lot of our listeners have read that book because I've already seen them talking about it. Um, but that's something that we can definitely, um, you know, we would love to have people chime in via Twitter and send us questions about it. And, you know, we can answer them on the air. It's so good. So good. Um, I do want to talk about this book more after we finish it. You know, maybe we can even just put our thoughts out there via a tweet or a post on Patreon. But sure. like overall, it is just it's just a weird story. <laughs> it's just a weird story. Um, but I think I was gonna say I think it's essential to the Star Wars universe, but I really don't think it is. Like, sure. I, I would say a lot of a lot of EU and I and I mean EU has become a term of like all the stuff that doesn't count anymore. Uh, to me, when I say EU, I mean anything outside of the movies, including canon, more so now because uh, it has to fit. Uh, a majority of EU is technically unnecessary, you know. Yeah. And uh, this one, yeah, there's there's nuggets that this book did not need to happen. <laughs> yeah, it didn't need to happen, and that's why no. like. I want people to know that if you're hearing about us talking about this book and if it sounds interesting to you, go for it, read it. I think it's, I think it's kind of funny, but this isn't something that is going to make you feel like you know more about Star Wars. It's just going to make you more confused or, or just be like, why did I read that? You know? Yeah. It's not essential reading like catalyst. (laughs) Right. And we will get into that one day as well. Oh my god, um, it's so good. I know. I, I'm hoping the the Leia book that we're reading next month is essential to It is. Okay. So yeah. So that'll be yeah. a, like a much better conversation and really getting into the details of it. And I know Holdo is in that book and I really want to know yes. more about her character. Um but yeah, yes. this one is just like it's just there. Um <laughs> it's just a fun it's a fun little it's, it's like a, a fun book, yeah. It it's like the the Canto Bite book, I'm assuming. Like these are all these characters, they've all got their little stories. Like they had short stories about almost every creature in Maz's castle. But the, you know, the difference like is that these are not little... true stories. So like That's yeah, that's, that's true. the weird this thing is, is that I loved so. I loved the books or the little short stories from the characters in Maz's castle. I read all of those, but those were true stories, and they one of the stories revealed something major relating to the Clone Wars, and it was insane. Oh, we may have right. to talk about that one month too. I forgot it's, about it's that. Crazy. The Crimson Corsair. Yeah, <gasps> I know. Totally spaced. I spaced. know. Oh, yes. God, you're very punny today. Um, I'm but always yeah. punny. <laughs> I think some short stories are very essential to the Star Wars universe. This one was yes. not, but it was still a fun read. Agreed. So Agreed. Agreed. I wouldn't dismiss it and tell people, oh, don't read it. Like, that's not what I'm saying. I just think yeah, that no, no. if you read it, just know going in that it's a little silly. A lot yeah, of silly. I mean, it, one of the stories is about a flea. So Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bonkers. Do you have any final thoughts about it, Brian? Uh, No. I think we pretty much said everything. Yeah. It's it's a fun little thing about stuff that may or may not be true. It's like, eh, it's cool. It's yeah. it's fun. Yeah. It's, it's a fun book. Lindsay, like, hey, Lindsay I'll it. have to send you. I'll have to figure out a way where I can send you uh, a copy of it via ebook, maybe, and then you can be like, oh yeah, you guys are right. This is weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm really interested now. Yeah. I'm I'm not a 
I, I definitely don't dislike Luke, but I just I don't really go looking for stuff with him. Yeah. So um, that's why even when this came out, I didn't like jump for it the way I did like Phasma or Leia. But um, I but now I'm kind of interested to like read that flea chapter. <laughs> yeah. So weird. It's yeah. So weird. I wouldn't have read this book if it weren't for Brian suggesting it because uh-huh. I don't like. Luke and B, I don't want to read about Luke. But you know what? I <laughs> did it and I had fun with it. So that's good. That's right. You good. read a book. Woo! I read a book. Go me. <laughs> I just feel like a child when I say that. But it's true. Like, it's so, 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 so embarrassing for me to admit and, and, and know about myself that I suck at reading and I hate it. But like, this is truly a big deal for me. And that's why I'm so excited about us doing this every month now is that I know I'm going to stick to it and get better at reading and, you know, and eventually learn more about the Star Wars universe, which is cool, too. Um, That's the best part. Yeah, that's cool. So um, I think we covered all of our bases with the Han Solo movie and -hmm. with this book. And I think I think we can wrap up the show now because I uh, I need to go process The Last Jedi more and go see it again (laughs) so that we can talk about that next month. I know. Yes. I know. <laughs> it's like twisting her arm, guys. <laughs> yeah, we it's had the, we we kind of had like a a little argument about this because I really did I really don't want to see it again in theaters. Like I don't because and I had this conversation with Brian too. I don't like seeing movies in theaters because I'm very fidgety and mm-hmm. um, at home I like being able to turn on a movie and kind of do my own thing no that's not it (laughs) i like being able to pause it and go to the bathroom if i need to or pause it and go make a snack or watch it at you know my own pace and not sit Mm. in an uncomfortable chair where my feet don't touch the ground (laughs) because i have short legs that's a problem brian and you probably don't realize that people with short legs their feet can't touch the floor in movie theaters and then they just swing there and then I'm dealing with my blood circulation being cut off for three hours <laughs> in a Star Wars movie and I can't even think about Kylo or Rey because I'm just thinking about how numb my legs are. Whereas at home, it's not as easy <laughs> as you would think. At home, I can just sit on my bed or lay on my couch or, you know. So I it's see what you're doing experience. here, Savannah, and these excuses will not work. <laughs> <laughs> I am gonna go see it. I just, yes, it's not because of my own will. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to see it because I'm, I'm making her. Forcing <laughs> me. That's pretty uh, much, Lindsay, you should have heard the call. She was like, "I don't want to see it." I was like, "That's nice. I, I don't, I don't care." <laughs> he was like, "I don't care." <laughs> well, we were texting about it first, and he was saying, "I don't care," and I was just like, "I need to get on the phone because I can't deal with this right now." Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was just sending her gifts of just different different movies where they say, "I don't care." Yeah. Oh like, my go see the movie. We need to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny. I didn't like it the first time around either. So, um, I call I called Savannah the next day, and I was actually on the ferry going into magic kingdom (laughs) so obviously i was surrounded by people and i was like well you remember when the character did the thing the green one with the ears yeah and i was like that green person with the ears like you know who i'm talking about and (laughs) oh my gosh it was really funny but savannah it took me the second time i saw it i appreciated it i didn't like it and then it took me three times to actually like like it and Whatever, and I've come. I've come to find it's not necessarily things that happen in it that I disagree with. It was just the way it was done that I, feel I kind the same of. Way. I feel the same way. Like I've, I've accepted the story, but I still yeah. hate the movie. 
There's a couple of things. I, I'm not a big Kylo Ren fan. Nope. And anyone who knows me knows that. Um, actually, n- I'm not a big Kylo Ren fan is an understatement. We bond so, over um, that, Lindsay. <laughs> well, I mean, this was a podcast about Han Solo, so you can see why. Yeah. Uh, yes. So I, um, I say all the time, I'm like, how could the son of Han and Leia suck so much? But <laughs> now I appreciate him as a character. Ew! Like, I don't. I appreciate it as a contribution to the story because after Force Awakens, I was like, this dude literally did nothing other than kill Han Solo. And so I was just like, this. And like, people were like, oh my God, I love him. And I'm like, okay, he (laughs) did the number one forbidden thing. And other than that, he threw a tantrum. So, like, what do you see in this guy? And now I kind of, I think. I would really like if in the next one he became full bad and just, you know, there was no more conflict and whatever, because I think then I would just be able to accept that, like, he killed Han and there wasn't because I think a lot of my anger with Han's death was that it was like his heart wasn't in it, I don't Mm -hmm. think. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, look, if you just I, I don't want Han to die ever, but if you killed him and your heart was in it and you were like, die, then whatever but i feel like a lot of my anger is that you know he just kind of killed him and i don't really know if he realized what he did (laughs) he didn't realize what he did because now we want to murder kylo ren (laughs) sure sure i I like him you 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 wait Lindsay. the next time we we talk about the last jedi i'm going in (laughs) (laughs) he's gonna destroy me because he's just gonna be like we're talking about everything in this movie Everything. <laughs> I did a Rogue One podcast once, and the review is longer than Rogue One. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Oh it's, it's like two and a half hours long. Well, we're going to oh need bathroom God. breaks if uh, we have a Last Jedi recap longer than The Last Jedi. That's right. <laughs> Snack break, think, potty break. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. We'll just we'll walk you through it. We'll find out exactly what's going on, and it's going to be good. But you have mm-hmm. to see it first. Mm-hmm. And this is on record now, so our listeners can hold you accountable mm-hmm. for seeing it one more time. Just one, just one more. Brian, little but... do you remember that I cut this show. I edited oh, the no! shows. <laughs> I have zero power. <laughs> I'll just keep texting you. Just kidding. <laughs> okay. I'm not Don't worry, guys. I'll make her watch it. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. <laughs> and then we're, then, then we're talking for realsies. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so excited. Okay. Well, on that note, <laughs> like, Lindsay, <laughs> Lindsay, where can people find you on social media? So um, on Instagram, I am at the trolley girl. Trolley is in the transportation system. Um, it's a Disney reference, guys. It is a Disney reference. There's actually several layered references in there. So if you want to know those, follow me. Meet me in St. Uh, Louis. Yes. Starting and with the... Harry Potter and, you know several layers in there um my blog is uh the trolley girl at word or dot wordpress.com and then um i guess i'll give my twitter uh my twitter is at um lindsay v29 so l-i-n-z-y v29 go follow and, her everywhere because she is an angel on earth Aww, thank I you lindsay. i'm really boring so like don't expect nope. savannah's level of coolness no nope, but not true you know not true <laughs> um, i've learned people aren't boring <laughs> yeah no 
Listen to the interesting podcast. Yeah, plug. <laughs> Actually, plug yourself, Brian. Where can people follow you? At <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jedi Brian on everything. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all of it. Also, check out the interesting podcast with Jedi Brian on iTunes. I guarantee you will like it. And remind them of the Twitter handle for that one. The Twitter handle is Pod of Interest because every other iteration was taken. That's okay. <laughs> so check that out. We, our friends at Sky Talkers have been on. Our friends at the Force Cast have been on. Derek Arnold, who's played like 15 different Star Wars creatures, was on. Highly recommend that episode. Go check it out. You'll like it. And that's where Brian and I became friends was through it this is. podcast. So if you yeah, haven't listen, heard the episode where we talk, you can hear me go from, cool, I'm on a podcast, to, oh, my God, we just became best friends. 100%. Because <laughs> yeah. we, we didn't know each other prior. And Not then really, I invited yeah. you onto my show, and now we're BFFs. Yep, and now you're on my show. Um, yeah. So you can follow me on Facebook at facebook.com slash the dorky diva. My Instagram and Twitter handles are the same. It's just Savannah underscore Kiefer. And now you can follow us uh, both on Twitter at dorky diva show. We're super excited to be on Twitter, um, and we'll be posting a lot of updates about the podcast there, so please follow us. Um, like I said, we're doing a giveaway on Twitter right now. If you leave us an iTunes review, you will be automatically entered to win a Dorky Diva Show tote bag, which is super cool. Um, you can also email us at dorkydivashow at, at gmail.com. Um, you can send your questions to us to answer on the air via email or by tweets, you know, Wherever you send it, we'll find it. Um, and also, we have recently revamped our Patreon page, which is patreon.com slash the Dorky Diva. Um, mm -hmm. Prior to this revamp, the Dorky Diva Patreon was uh, divided between supporting my blog and my podcast. And now it is solely to support the podcast because this is like where I want to invest a lot of my time now. Um, so if you do support us on Patreon, very soon we are going to be sending out packages to all of our current patrons um, that support us. And we're going to be sending them all kinds of cool dorky diva swag like stickers and whatnot and a personalized letter. And I want to shout out all of the people that support us on Patreon. Um, and those people are Chris, Michael, Brian, Joanna, Sherry, Aaron, Kristen, Enrique, Jen Marie, Tom, and Anthony. Thank you all so much for supporting us. You have no idea what that means to us. And it helps us um, do things like, you know, get cool swag for you guys and keep our podcast online and cover all hosting fees and things like that. So thank you so much. Um, you can find us on iTunes at The Dorky Diva Show. Leave us a review. Leave us a rating. Tell us how awesome we are or how unawesome we are, depending on how you <laughs> feel about that. Um, just, put, just put the five stars and then you can just say how not awesome we are. Yeah, just do that. <laughs> it evens um, out. Yeah. So thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, Lindsay, so much for joining us. Um, Brian and I thank will be back. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, thank you. Um, Brian and I will be back next month to talk about The Last Jedi. I don't think we're going to have a guest on next week or next month because Brian has demanded that we talk about this by <laughs> ourselves before involving other people. Um, right. So join us next month. Yes. <laughs> join <laughs> us next month to talk about, uh, to hear us talk about The Last Jedi. And we'll also be recapping Leia, Princess of Alderaan, the book. Um, we hope all of you have had a happy new year and we will see you next month. May the force be with you.